Welcome to Be the Phoenix of Your Own Life, The Feminine Rising. My name is Julie Paulston. I am your host, and I am so absolutely honored that you stopped by. Each week, I'm going to be sharing my own personal journey, and I'm also going to be interviewing some incredible people that will be sharing their journeys as well, in hopes that we can educate, motivate, and inspire you to live the best possible life that you can. So grab your favorite beverage, maybe a snack or two, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Because at the end of the day, this truly is all about you. I am so excited, you guys. So welcome back to Be the Phoenix of Your Own Life, The Feminine Rising. This, my name is Julie Paulston, and today... I have another fantastic woman who has, even though we are a long distance apart, who has become a very integral part of my life. She is probably one of the coolest people when it comes to Facebook stories that I have ever met. If, if I ever need any help, I definitely go to her. She is like the guru. But beyond that, she is a proud dog mom. She lives in Spain and lives by the water and is just one of those people that just lights up a room no matter where she is. So I would like to introduce you not only to one of my mentors, but also my friend, Miss Elsie Nora. Elsie, tell everybody a bit about yourself. First of all, thank you so much for having me and for the sweetest and coolest introduction ever. It's really a pleasure to be here and an honor. So a little bit about me. I am a speaker, entrepreneur, and a business owner. I help, as you mentioned, other entrepreneurs to basically find the right way to marketing themselves and selling their services. Because a lot of people, including myself, when I was first getting started, we get access to the wrong strategies, to a lot of spammy and pushy, and it makes you almost want to not follow your dreams and just get back to whatever you were doing before. Um, and because I had a story like that, I ended up finding the right way right before I was about to give up. And now we actually help other people to find the right way and have fun and uh, be themselves and show up authentically and still be able to generate a consistent revenue online. I love it. So I always ask everybody the same question. So this is be the phoenix of your own life, feminine rising, which means we've all been in the ashes, the shit pit of our life. What is one time that you were in the ashes that you were forced to rise and how has that impacted your life since then? I think we all have like lots of ups and downs, but the one that has definitely impacted me the most was, um, before I started my business, making the decision to actually quit my job. It was a very spontaneous kind of thing. I ended a relationship. It was the love of my life at the time, at least. Uh, it was the first really serious love and um, we broke up. It was very heartbreaking because we loved each other, but we knew it was better for both of us to grow and expand. Um, and I remember there was a moment of my life when I was so depressed. I was living in Austria. I moved to that country because of him. We broke up, right? I was in a country where I wasn't happy. People are cold, weather are cold. There is no beat. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was working on a job that I seriously could not stand. I hated. I was probably the unhappiest I've been in my whole entire life. I was heartbroken, depressed so much. I had panic attacks. And I remember thinking to myself, it was one of the lowest points of my life. Okay, you literally have two options right now. 
you can keep on being depressed and end up probably killing yourself as terrible as that sounds. I was really on a very terrible path. Or you can turn the situation around, shift your mind and actually use this as an opportunity to go ahead and do whatever the heck you want with your life. So which one would you choose? And it literally took me a few days. I started researching, thinking, journaling. Um, and that is when I literally packed all of my suitcases. I moved to Spain without speaking the language, without knowing a single person. Um, and I just said, I'm an entrepreneur now. <laughs> and everyone asked me, so what are you going to do? I am figuring it out, but I am an entrepreneur. That's what it means. <laughs> I quit my job. And this was, I think, the biggest moment of my life when I, rise, I rose from the ashes. <laughs> I love it. And I think it's interesting because you were like, you just claimed I'm an entrepreneur. And it's so funny because I'm sure there's lots of women that are listening that have thought about, you know what? I hate my job. I fucking hate going to work every day. And there's something that they're passionate about, but we are so trained that you have to follow a certain path in your life. Like you, you know, you, you go to school, you graduate, you go to college, you become a worker bee, and when you declare sometimes that you're an entrepreneur, there is a huge amount of fear that comes with it. Did you experience that? I was just going to say that, that don't get me wrong. Like I declared it, but it was really hard to actually get there. Um, I was kind of dreaming about it since I was pretty much 12 or 13. Everyone would ask me, what do you want to do when you grow up? Right. And I would say, I'm going to own my own online business before even online was such a thing as it is now. Um, but I just knew it. I knew that deep in my heart. But as we said, we all knew that path that we were meant to follow, study, go to work. I was very spontaneous. I lived in many countries. I traveled a lot. I still was stuck in some sort of a job and I was always unhappy with it, but I was thinking that this is the right way. I need to be very, very comfortable financially in order to be able to, you know, do something else. And I also don't think I did it the right way, but it was the right way for me at that moment. Um, I wasn't even, I didn't have a huge financial pillow or anything like that. I was just, you know, I'm comfortable for enough amount of time. And I also feel like that pushed me because there was no other way. I said I was an entrepreneur and I knew I was going to make it work. And in the end, after quite some struggles, it did work out for definitely the best now. <laughs> I absolutely love that because there's so many times that people are like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur and oh, I've just jumped out and I've started my own business and I'm making tons of money. And people don't understand that there is so much fear that goes along with it. And especially being a woman, I think that I, I don't, I hate to say it, but I think it's true that guys have an easier way sometimes than women do because we still are the caretakers of, of our families. We're the caretakers of our friends, of society. And, and I think that when women start businesses, most of the time it's assumed that we're going to do either something in network marketing, which is brilliant. Those people that think that all network marketing is a pyramid scheme, it's not. There are some that are not good, but there's a lot of them out there. I think that network marketing has its place, but I think that women have so much opportunity to really chase and follow and pursue their dreams of what they wanted to do. I mean, you wanted to be online before it was ever even a thing to be online. And I know, I remember I heard you speaking one time and you were talking about 
just before you figured out what you wanted to do and you were going to quit, take us back to that. Because I think a lot of people get stuck in the point where it's, they know what they want to do. They know what they want to be. And then all of a sudden reality hits, the money's not coming in and you don't know what to do. How did you overcome that fear to push through? I just also wanted to say that there is a very good saying about this, that it takes actually years to become an overnight success, right? (laughs) And I love that what you said about like women in particular, because very often, and that is the one thing that I don't really hear often, but I'm sure that every woman listening to this probably has heard that at least once. And it's something from the sort of, you know, you should find a man to buy you the house that you want, or you should find a man to to do X, Y, Z for you. And that was something that really fired me up to go and get the house for myself, to go and get chase those dreams. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so about the lowest points about like wanting to give up, that is definitely something that, Whoever is listening to this and you want to become an entrepreneur, you need to be ready that there will be more than one moment when you're going to want to give up. Even after years, you know, even after you made your first 10K month or whatever your goal is, or maybe even after you made a million dollars, there will still be moments because entrepreneurship is all about challenges, overcoming them and ups and downs. But um, for me, so when I first moved here, it was in September 2018, I believe. So I moved to Spain, right? I don't speak Spanish. I don't know a single person. And I am literally closed down in my apartment, studying day day and night, networking. I was building up social media accounts and really trying to figure out no job, no income, nothing, just some savings, which I ended up investing most of them back into, you know, mentorship and coaching and so on, because I knew what it takes, um, kind of had an idea. Um, and yes, yeah, so at first I was very motivated, very excited, literally eating the bugs out. <laughs> and after some time, I was still not making money. And especially if you are, if you have started your own business and you're not yet making money, I can bet you've heard this from family and friends. And it is, when are you going to start making money? Or I found a job for you here. Or when are you going to give up on your occupation? Or what are you doing all day? You know, your your funny thing that you're doing and all this sort of things. And really like people who say that, they always mean your best, right? Because their family members, their friends, they really say it because they mean the best for you. They want you to be comfortable and safe, but it literally crushes pieces, like your spirit into pieces. It, it crumbles your confidence. It is the most devastating thing when your closest friends and family members don't really understand you and you feel so alone. And then especially living in a country when you don't know anyone, uh, you feel even more alone. So I spent pretty much a whole winter. At one point I was living with 200 euros a month because that was like my very last savings. I started borrowing money from friends and from family just to keep it going. Uh, and I did a couple of small sales and like the first sale I remember it was probably 400 euros I charged for three months of one-on-one coaching. And I was so happy. <laughs> I was the happiest ever. <laughs> Because after so long of learning and trying and, you know, it also takes a while to figure out what exactly you want to do and it will end up that you will reposition yourself, figure out things about yourself and about your audience through the process. 
And with my first sale for 400 bucks for three months of coaching, I was dancing around the room. It was the happiest day of my life. Um, and it's still like there were many, many moments when I was crying all night long. I was thinking, is it really worth it? Because that first sale for 400 obviously didn't pay my bills, right? Um, it took a while then. And there was again another point where probably for a whole month, um, as I was saying at the beginning when I started, I was following strategies that really didn't align with my values, but it was the only way I knew. It was all about approaching people, pitching, selling, offering your products and offers right off the bat. And for anyone who's tried this, like the, the likability chances are really, really low. Um, and success percentages are really, really low. Um, and it also affects your confidence in a way that is terrifying. Um, and I had a month where I literally, I stopped doing anything online. I had barely made probably 2000 bucks for months and months and months. Um, and I, again, I started crying, I was crying for days and really thinking, is it worth it? Like, do I really want to do this so bad that I'm willing to get over all of my friends and family judging or giving me advice? I had to actually stop talking to some of them at least for a while so I can clear my head. Is it really worth it? Should I just book a flight to Malta or anywhere really where, you know, I speak the common tongue and get back to a nine to five? And I said to myself, yes it is worth it and I will make it. I was journaling on this, meditating, more crying. <laughs> um, and that was actually the moment when the universe started sending me people like from nowhere. It started making, sending me people who want to collaborate with me. Um, it started sending me clients out of nothing. People would message me and they would be like, hey, I watched your videos and you're amazing. I want to work with you one-on-one with me. Are you sure you watched my videos? <laughs> They're really me. <laughs> <laughs> me cool. <laughs> so I truly believe that the universe has its way to test you and test your limits. And when you really, really know for yourself, like you would do it, like at any cost, that it doesn't matter. I would have lived with ten dollars one. I would have made it. Okay, <laughs> I knew what I wanted and why I wanted it. And um, yeah, and there will, as I said earlier, there will probably be many more points like that where you would want to give up or you would think about it, contemplate, is it really the right thing? But deep inside of you, you know if it really is. And I think it goes across, even across entrepreneurship into pretty much any area of your life when, and it's so funny that, that this is the direction that this conversation is going because I just posted about fear's a bitch. Fear is such a bitch. She will just be so mean to you. And it's really about when that testing, when you get to that point where you can either say, I just, I can't do this anymore. I need to go get a job. Or do you push through that? And I think you get to that point and it doesn't matter whether you're in entrepreneurship or whether you're wanting that next position. Say you love being in a nine to five job and you love it. Cause I'll tell you, entrepreneurship is not for everybody. It is not Absolutely for everybody. Not. It is I not know. for the faint of heart. <laughs> it is not for those that um, now I'm very sensitive and I get my feelings hurt really easy. So there's a lot of journaling that happens I just know down deep in my heart and my soul that this is what I was designed to do. And so when you get to those really super scary parts, you have to look at it and go, all right, am I going to allow fear to win today? Or am I going to pick 
courage and courage doesn't have to be like, you know, the big lion that comes barreling in the door. Sometimes it's that little tiny voice that says, just take this step, just take the next step. That's all you have to do is take the next step. And I think that you're exactly right. The universe gives you signs that say, I've got you, you have to trust and I think that as, as women, that's very hard for us to do, but it's also very easy. It's one of those, it's really hard, but it's really super easy, but it's hard. And you get into that, that's, that little dance of, oh, this is hard. Nope, it's easy. No, this is hard. And when you're looking at your wallet and you've got like 20 bucks left in your wallet and you're going, okay, do I, do I pay my electricity and my internet or do food? What and, and you get to those areas of your life. And I think that that is where the true test of who you are. And that's when you get to rediscover who you were designed to be. You think you're like, oh, you, you got friends and you got family and they're the ones that are going to be supporting you. And sometimes they're the ones that hurt you the most and they don't even realize they're doing it. As if often complete strangers like on the internet if you're an online entrepreneur trying to be becoming one very often complete strangers would support you so much more than your closest friends simply because they do not understand the path that you are taking or you're going through and i think in some ways and and i've heard this said before and i think it's very accurate is that when you start changing and the light starts shining down on you, it spills off of you and to everyone else in your circle. And all of a sudden they're faced with the decision of, oh, well, shit, now I've got to decide, do I want to level up or do I want to stay the same? And so a lot of times when we choose to grow, it scares the people around us because it requires them to see who they are and where their life is. And so it's easier to keep someone that you know, like, oh, you've changed so much. Julie, I don't, I don't know if I, you know, gosh, you've, you've changed so much since the last time. Hell yes, I've changed. That's, that's what life is all about. I don't want to be stuck in the same box five years from now. I want to be living on a beach somewhere empowering other people and, and speaking life into other people. And, and in order to do that, I have to shed everything that no longer serves me. And sometimes that includes people. Often includes a lot of people, sometimes sadly, but usually luckily. Um, and it's like, it sounds very bad, but it's almost like lifting off dead weight, you know, because exactly as you said, when one person grows, it's like, a balloon like you're trying to flow but they're they're pulling you back down so you need to cut that string and let the balloon flow and if you want to you know float with me you can you're very welcome but if you want to stay grounded like on the ground you're welcome to stay too no hard feelings i think and i think that that's where people especially as women in entrepreneurship we have such a big heart that we see the people that want to stay grounded and we want so badly to bring them with us. So we'll let some air out of our balloon and there we still, they still don't come up. So we little bit, you know, let a little bit more out of air, air out of our balloon. And pretty soon we're back to where we were. And now we've lost all of our air. And then we're like, 
oh, well, I guess this is where I was supposed to be. And it's really about not letting the air out of your balloon and allowing yourself to float because the people who are at that next level are waiting for you. And they can't, you can't get to that next level. If you've got weight hanging off the string of your balloon, you've got to be free to develop into the person that you, that you're designed to be. And you might get them back later in life. The key is to let them go so that if they want to have their own journey, they can. Exactly. And they might learn how to float too. And you might meet somewhere else on another level. But yeah, there is a saying about this too, that basically you're the sum of the five people that you hang out with the most. And so if you're hanging out with only negative people or people who, let's say, are huge fans of only nine to five, and they believe that this is the only way to ever succeed, and they try to to get you to believe that, and that is not what you truly believe in your core, then it might be better to find a new circle, at least for a while, so you can really get that surrounding. And it really, really makes all the difference. If let's say you want to be successful in your nine to five, you know, you need to surround yourself with other people who have similar goals or who have the same path. And same with entrepreneurship, same with really, really anything in life. But it's so, so important to people around you really make you or break you. I love that you said the five people, because I've heard that so often is that you are the sum of the five people that you're closest to. And if all you're doing is sitting around bitching about your life and how bad life is and how, you know, this person has this, but I don't have this. Sometimes it's really hard to let go of those five people. If you don't though, you'll always be there because that's, that's such a hard thing to let go of. And I think that most of the time we will allow ourselves to sit there because we, that fear kicks in of, we don't know where to go from here. That probably has been one of the hardest things that I've dealt with. And it's probably one of the hardest things that you've had to deal with, wouldn't you say? Yes, exactly. Sometimes it can be so, so hard because especially as women, you know, I feel like we are programmed to give love, like, especially like most of us, I would say, but it's, you know, as mothers, as sisters, we are just programmed in a way to love and it's really really hard for us to let go to say no to someone but exactly as you said it is really a matter of mindset and it is all your own choice everyone can change but they need to want to change Um, and it's funny that we're talking about this a couple of days ago I spoke to two of my closest friends Uh, both are very very successful entrepreneurs six and seven figure earners and uh, one of them was saying Like it might sound silly, but she was saying, you know, recently I posted a picture from, let's say my pool and I got a hundred people and follow me. Then next day I posted a picture of, I don't know what, like something in her regular life, what she very hard worked for to get. And then she got another, I don't know how many people and follow her. And she said, I think I'm going to stop, you know, like sharing parts of my life because People tell me, and they even receive messages from people saying, um, don't you feel uncomfortable in times like this, sharing sharing stuff like that? And she said, but it is my life. You know, there's nothing I'm not going to feel guilty for, for building what I've built for myself. And what I told her is, listen, like when people unfollow you because you share that, it's their choice. Do they want to feel inspired 
or do they want to feel jealous and envious and sad and depressed? Because what I see when I see someone and most people who have growth mindset in place, when you see, you know, someone having everything you ever wanted, what you should think is, wow, if they can have it, there is no reason why I can't, you know, that means we can all have it. But if you see someone having that dream life that you so deeply desire and you think to yourself, oh, that bitch, why does she have that? You know, how can she brag about it? She's not bragging about it. She's sharing, you know, it should be inspiring for you. So I found that really, really interesting and is a great example of, you know, the growth mindset and the fixed mindset of, oh, that person has this, but I don't have it. So I hate them. Or that person has this. So let me follow them so I can get inspired and see what's really possible. It's so funny. I'm so glad that you said that because I follow women that trigger me. Like if they were posted that they made a hundred thousand dollars, like one of the people that I follow, she makes a hundred thousand dollars a month, which to me at this point in time is so just huge, but I want that so badly. And I follow women who are having that amount of success because I think it's fascinating. Number one, because when you hear their backstory, most of the time they started where like I, like I did and you did where you were in a country, you didn't know the language and you were starting on your own. And for me, you know, I broke my wrist and I got fired and got taken out by a hurricane. And, and all of a sudden I decided to jump into this coaching world. It's one of those things that those are the women that I chase. Those are the women that I want on my page. Those are the women that I like to surround myself with. And do they trigger me? Absolutely. The difference is, is that in that mindset is I want what they have. And if they were able to do it, then I know I can do it too. And I think that when the women who are listening to this that are like, oh yeah, I understand because you, you do. And at some point you look at these women that you know are making hundred K a month or they're passing seven figures and you're like, how in the hell are they doing it? they have that faith that number one, they're always going to be taken care of that. What they do, they know they're going to fail and they don't look at failure as this horrible thing in a club that they get to beat themselves up with. They look at it as a lesson to figure out a different way of doing it. If people unfollow me, I think that I went through that and I know you've probably gone through it where people unfollow you and you think, oh, well, I probably shouldn't post that because, you know, like my beach pictures were like tomorrow I was going to go out on a boat today, but I, I was like, nope, I want to talk to Elsie and I have things that I have to do, but it doesn't mean that I'm not going to go sit on the beach tomorrow. And to have that freedom of my lifestyle, sometimes I feel guilty posting it. And then on the flip side of it, it's, if I can do it, then you can do it. And I think as women, if we could band together and celebrate each other's successes instead of being so fucking petty and jealous and mean and vindictive, there's nothing that we couldn't do. Exactly. Yeah. And that shows, you know, how much there is wrong with our society that instead of getting inspired from one another, instead of exactly, you know, having a look at someone and saying, wow, they're living the life. How can I get that? How can I achieve that for myself? You know, and that is especially because of consumerism and so much more people just see, you know, on the surface, they don't think about what are you doing? 
in order to be able to afford that lifestyle? Like, what did you go through? Okay, how many people did you have to let go? How many new people did you need to meet? Like, how many hours or days you needed to cry and, and study and learn and start over? They don't ask themselves this question. Instead, they're like, oh, you have this. You're bitch, I hate you. <laughs> it really is so, so terrible. <laughs> the other day, there's a picture and it yeah, shows this ballet, this ballerina, and she's up on her toes and it's beautiful with her shoes are beautiful. And it says, this is what you see on one half of it. And then the other side of the picture, it says, this is what you don't see. And her toes are like bruised and bloody and all of the, the pain and agony that she went through to be able to get that perfect pose is very similar to what you were saying is that when you see someone super successful, you don't see the hours and the agony and the failures and the lessons and the losses. You see the highlight reel. So if those women trigger you, my challenge to anybody that's listening is if you see those women and you're triggered by them, reach out to them. Because it's funny, some of those women that make a million dollars a month because there's a couple that I know of that make a million dollars a month, which to me just absolutely floors me. I reached out to one of them and she was, she was like, oh my God, I'm so glad that you reached out. How can I help you? I was like, what, wait, you want to talk to me? Don't be scared. If there's somebody that triggers you, talk to them because I guarantee you these women love to help other women. Absolutely. Very often these people are actually far more grounded and loving and, and approachable. And actually, I was listening to a podcast today or a YouTube video, not sure, it was a podcast, uh, when someone was talking exactly about that. She was a businesswoman, very successful, multiple seven-figure business owner. Um, and she was saying, you know, a lot of people have this fixed idea of, I want to be a millionaire, but what do you need that for? Like, a lot of people think that a million dollars is much more than it actually is. And then the flip side, they have no idea why they want it. Like, what is it? Do you want to be able to help your family? Do you want to be able to donate more and maybe start something of your own? Do you want to, like, what do you want to do? Like, on your day-to-day -day basis, the moment you gain clarity around that, you will also start seeing ways to make that possible. And I think that's what a lot of people don't really realize and don't really think about. Well, and, I, and it's funny because I, some of the people I've listened to and, and Abraham Hicks is one of my favorite people that I listen to and says, you don't want the money for the money. You want it for the feeling of having the money. So what is the feeling that you're going to have when you have a million dollars? When you are able to be debt-free, what would that feel like for you? What are the feelings that come from it? And if you can start to feel those feelings in a little tiny way and start growing those feelings, then the money starts flowing to you because that's just the law of the universe. And some people are like, oh, here goes Julian or woo-woo shit. But it is so true. If you talk to people that make millions <laughs> of dollars, they want it because of what they can do and give back. For me, I, I want to start a global movement because I want to be able to help women rise, to be able to rediscover who they are, to live a life of freedom. And that's what wakes me up in the morning 
and usually in the middle of the night, how can I reach more women? How can I do this? And it's not because of the money. The money will just come into my life and it'll come into your life and it comes into anybody's life when you're doing it because you have- And they're open to receiving it. That's huge. Yeah, and you're what? Exactly. It sounds so much easier than it actually is. Um, and when you said like, it's, ooh, it's not at all. I was amazed as you know, I recently moved to a new apartment. I've been dreaming about this moment for so long. And I opened one of my old journals the day I moved, I opened a glass of wine. I wanted to look at the beach and I opened my old journal and I found this Julie word by word. I use, um, scripting method, which is basically writing about what you want and what you want to achieve as if it has already happened and as you said focusing on the feelings there is a little bit about maybe the view or my puppy or anything like that but it was mostly about the feeling that it gives me I feel secure I feel happy I feel energized I feel like better than ever and all of that including of course some of the materialistic stuff because it comes together with the package but I read it and I wrote it at the time before I adopt my puppy, before um, as a proud dog mom, <laughs> before I get my new apartment, before I've even seen it, uh, before I got to the stage of my business where I am today, I didn't have the equipment that I have today. All of that was scripted in there, like in a long, long time before I was even properly able to imagine it. But I was focusing on the feeling. And for so long, I was reading it back to myself over and over I was rewriting it with different words different feelings going deeper and it was really it almost brought me to tears I had almost forgotten like how descriptive I was and what I wanted and it really got me so excited and got me to script even more about the next level the next chapter <laughs> so whoever is listening to this please 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 do yourself a favor and try scripting I'm not going to lie. At first, it's kind of weird. You're not really sure. It feels like, I don't know what I'm doing. This is awkward. But after a few days, you get into it. You start tapping into that feeling and you read it back to yourself. Close your eyes. Visualize it. Go deeper. It really, really, really works wonders in ways that you cannot even imagine. Don't think about how can it happen? Just think about what you want. Focus on the feeling. And I swear to you, the universe is going to find its way to bring it to you if you're open to receive it. And on that note, my friend, I could talk to you for the rest of the day, but I know that people have other stuff they want to do. <laughs> I'm like, I just want to talk to Elsie for the rest of my day. So before I ask you your final we question. Can go scripting. <laughs> exactly. I love scripting. It's like, my favorite form of journaling, like I will write down my perfect day from the time that my eyes open, like yes. from the time I'm conscious. Over and over. Yeah, from the time my eyes open, what do I see? What do I smell? What do I hear? All of that. I just, and oh my gosh, it is amazing. So if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, how would they find you on the World Wide Web? Um, yes, so you can follow me at Instagram. I actually recently lost my old account out of nothing. So I currently am starting from pretty much scratch, rising from the ashes, right? <laughs> uh, so you can follow me on there. <laughs> at I am Elsie Nora, as you hear it. Um, also feel free to um, send me a friend request on Facebook. I am as approachable as I can. I try to reply to all of my messages, connect to everyone. I have a free Facebook group as well, stuffed with value and 
weekly live trainings, the unit sections or stuff. If you're someone who is looking to start a business online or grow their business the right way, attract people, then you can find something for you in there. Yes. And like I always say, their show notes, all the notes, all the links that you need to find Elsie are going to be in the show notes. So you can read those notes and click on the links and you will find Elsie. So I have one final question for you. Knowing what it's like to be sitting in the shit pit of your life. I know that there's somebody listening going, yeah, okay, Julie, this is great. All this woo-woo stuff is fine, but my life is in shambles and I don't know what to do. What would you tell someone who is sitting in the shit pit who can't even even imagine a way out at this point in time? Make a decision. Make that decision. It's it's much harder again than it sounds. Like we spoke about so many things that are so easy to say, but it's really, really hard to actually do that. But just take a few days, call sick from work or whatever. You know, just close yourself in your apartment or anywhere. Just really think about is it that you want and don't let yourself like stop your mind from from going to the point where you want because very often you will say I want to have let's say a huge impact I want to have podcasts with let's say a million uh, listeners and downloads and your brain automatically goes how are you going to do that it's not possible don't think about that just tap into what is it that you truly want to do for yourself for your family for your business or for your career right think about that and make a decision to get there slowly slowly don't think about how and um, when it comes to goals another little tip is to just get like slightly better every single day find don't think about um let's say i want to have a 10k month that's like one of the first things entrepreneurs especially online want to have i want to have a 10k month and then that's their goal and then they don't reach it and they feel beaten up sad you know depressed maybe they want to give up instead focus on what can i do to get closer to it so do I need to post more do I need to contact more people do I need to connect more do I need to get clear on what I do so whatever that means for you okay maybe you need to invest right or focus on what is within your control because otherwise it's really really devastating make that decision and start taking little steps forward baby steps I love it. I've always said baby steps stir up the magic. It's it starts the dust and it starts to move. So Elsie, mm-hmm. thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I'm so excited. I know that the women who are listening are going to love this podcast. And as always, it is Wednesday. So that means that we get to slide on into the weekend. Enjoy your weekend. Elsie, once again, thank you so much. I love you, my friend. I treasure you. And I'm so grateful that you were here. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. I appreciate you. And remember, you are loved. You are treasured. You are adored. You are worthy. And you are so more than enough. I hope that you were inspired. And if you were, please feel free to download, share, and leave a comment. I would be eternally grateful. Thank you so much and have an absolutely magical day.